Mary was not expecting visitors. And she certainly was not expecting a visit from the angel Gabriel. But there he was. With the afterglow of the divine light fresh on his robes standing before her. And he says, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Now, what would you think if that happened to you? This is not a typical greeting. Who says stuff like that, after all? Is he trying to impress someone? Mary is a nobody in a village filled with nobodies in a tiny part of uh, Galilee. It's like being from Alvin, you know? <laughs> no one needs to waste grand angelic pronouncements on her. Gabriel's presence is more than enough to impress. So, do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. Do not be afraid. How can Mary not be afraid? Angels don't come to Nazareth, and they most certainly don't come to a poor peasant girl like Mary. God doesn't find favor with the likes of her. Do that. The angel must be mistaken. Maybe he's got the wrong dress. Perhaps he's lost. Maybe he is looking for a different Mary. But he keeps talking. Mary is perplexed and she's afraid. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. Surprise! How can this be? No great ruler has ever come out of Nazareth of all places. And yet, here is the angel, speaking of ancestors and thrones and kingdoms. It's enough to make your head spin. It makes no sense. Why choose a barely engaged teenager to carry God's son? Why not? If Elizabeth, like Sarah before her, could bear a son in her old age, there's nothing impossible with God. Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word, is what she says. At least that's what the scripture tells us. Mary's surprise is our surprise. Thousands of years later, God's call still mystifies us, still has the power to provoke us with wonder and awe. <clears throat> the news from God is frequently too good to be true, and messengers are often wholly unexpected and astonishing to boot. But the message remains the same. God will always surprise us. God is in the business of surprising us over and over 
and over again. Scripture is filled with God showing up in the most unlooked-for places with the most unlikely of people. People have encountered the God of wonder in bushes that burn, donkeys that talk, raging whirlwinds, pillars of fire, under starry skies. God has a way of amazing us. <coughs> On the tops of mountains, at wells in the noonday sun, and strangers bearing gifts. No matter how often we look for God in the familiar places, God will somehow be revealed in the unexpected, the unlooked for, the unpredicted. Jesus' birth to an unwed teenage mother in a small backwater town in a little north of nowhere was perhaps God's biggest surprise of all. No great kings or rulers to welcome the Messiah. Instead, the poor, marginalized, the outcasts attend the birth of God made flesh. No fanfare, not even fireworks, or the finery of prince of the prince of peace. Just a manger, a manger for a bed on an average night complete with the message of the angels and the bewilderment of shepherds. We'll learn more about that tonight. God surprised the world in the extraordinary birth of Jesus. We make our way once more with the shepherds and the angels toward Bethlehem. We celebrate God's favor for the last, the loneliness and the least. At Christmas, we rejoice with Mary that Jesus is God's biggest surprise. With this tiny, helpless child in Mary's arms, we see God making the common become holy, the mundane, mighty, and the everyday extraordinary we're called to revel in God's continued choice of the unexpected. This is the good news of Christmas, that God is found not in a mansion, but in a manger, not in a palace, but in a poorhouse. The good news about Jesus, that we as the church here now today in Texas City are called priests. It is that we will be surprised at who God chooses to deliver the message of hope. And yet, still we look for God in the halls of power and privilege. What's wrong with us anyway? But that's not the message of God in the universe that is that's not the message of the angel. He may come in the form of a homeless man, 
or the pregnant young woman or the young teen who doesn't fit in anywhere. In a world filled with wars and rumors of war, injustices, violence, we need the message of the angel. For those who are searching and seeking a different way, God finds us in our need and he raises us up. <coughs> we live in a world that's desperate for the good news. Just look at the mess we're in. I could elaborate there, but I'm not going to. The neglected, the forgotten, the left out are in need of the message of hope found in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and the Son of Mary. For us as a church to be relevant, we need to be bearers of the good news, that God stands with the left out, the lonely, the lost. But too often, we as the church find comfort in what's known, what's recognized, and what's familiar. We like safe, like certain. We like stability. But with God, we're never certain. As we turn our gaze toward Christmas, the question we look for and uh, who we'll follow as Jesus we must ask ourselves is this. Have we heard the story so often that we fail to see or share the surprise? Have we drained so much of the mystery of the, from the world that we no longer are able to be startled by the workings of God? Have we failed to recognize Jesus in the passing touch of the hand? the fleeting beauty of a smile, the gentleness of a word of encouragement. Our lives, our communities, our world are filled with God's surprise if we stop long enough to look for it and recognize it. When we domesticate the divine and muzzle the mysterious, we leave little room for God to work in and through us. When the mystery of God is regimented, regulated, and relegated to be contained within the four walls of the church on any given Sunday, we've ceased to seek the surprise of God in breaking into our world. And yet, God still finds a way to get our attention and to fill us with surprise. As people of God, as God's beloved, we're called, like Mary, to fall into the uncertainty of God. We're called to let our lives and our hearts and our eyes be open for glimpses of the divine so that we may follow in the way that Jesus has led us. To be amazed by God means that in Christ there's no work, no ministry, no person 
beyond our compassionate reach. If we are to be interrupted by God, we, like Mary and Joseph, must risk stepping out in faith into an uncertain future, knowing that God is out there waiting with just one more surprise for us. When we are surprised by God, our hearts are set free and our burdens are lifted and our fears fade. And like Mary, when we encounter the divine mystery, we can only respond in joyful song. As we journey to the manger once more this evening, may we seek once again to be surprised by a God who finds favor in us, who has lifted up the lonely and filled the hungry with good things. May we in our lives, in our living, magnify the Holy One, and may we be messengers of God who seek the divine in the midst of the ordinary. And may we be in joyful song proclaiming the greatness of the Lord. Amen. Amen.